0: I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies. And we'll have some fun along the way. Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. Happy New Year edition. I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder, and today I welcome Alex Smith to the show. Welcome, Alex.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really honored to be here.
0: <laughs> well, I understand this is your very first podcast that you've ever been a guest on, and I'm quite honored. So thanks for joining us.
1: Yes, great. I, I, I wouldn't rather have my first one be with anyone else. So thanks, Julie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks. It's it's really going to be fun, and I, you've got so much information uh, and I really am very excited about this topic. Alex is the Senior Vice President of Pricing Optimization, a little bit uh, at, at further, and a little bit more about Alex. He has an extensive background in senior living that dates all the way back to 2001, and you worked in a community level, and you've had an extended career at companies such as Brookdale, Five Star, Elmcroft, and others, and you have a a great passion for serving seniors and their family. And about five years ago, Alex decided that he wanted to master the art of pricing in our industry. And this is a topic that is so, so top of mind, right? Um, He is a certified pricing professional through the Professional Pricing Society. I didn't know anything existed. (laughs) He developed a software called, oh, my goodness, Compintel Pro. You recently sold it to Further, and now you are building upon that product uh, with Further called the Further Pricing Assistant. So again, welcome, Alex.
1: Great. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's been a... a and believe it or not, there is a, a such a society. I had to search it out, but it, very fascinating when I uh, was able to... Um, learn all about it and learn how, um, you know, people come together from all different industries to really just on the topic of really the art and science of pricing. And I just became a huge fan and and, and really um, um, just really focused in on it. And just made me even more enthusiastic and um, excited about the possibilities.
0: Well, I've learned a lot from you in the short time that we've known each other just about a year and Today's topic is knowing your competition and, and knowing your own product and the importance of rates and really the competitive data set, right? Knowing, you know, where you where you uh, should fall in that in your local community. I know you're really passionate about knowing your competition. And Alex, why is this so important?
1: I, you, I think it started, you know, very early in my career as a as a sales director. Um just very simply, you know, having to kind of stop everything you were doing to collect this data that was so critical and so uh, usually needed in less than 48 hours. (laughs) Uh, And we we would run around and get it. And then, you know, we would, we'd send it, you know, we'd send it up to, uh, you know, corporate office and, and, uh, we go, oh, wow, we really did a good job there. And we got all our comps and we, they know the pricing. And so, Hey, maybe we're going to have some really good strategy. And then just oftentimes, and not always, but oftentimes wondering, did that just go into like an alien spaceship? Did anyone ever look at, you know, look at this comp analysis that, you know, took me out of the selling zone for a little bit of time? Um, but also, you know, as, but but I guess the biggest frustration was like, hey, was anyone looking at this? You mm-hmm. know, we, we told them about the new renovation of, of our competitor or new development, and it didn't seem like there was a lot of action in some cases, again, not in not all. And so that's kind of a, at a simple level, it, it, at that very simple level, I always held that with me as I grew into different positions, regional director or regional vice presidents and different uh, roles. As I like. Uh, kind of ran up the industry, I wanted the sales directors to know, you know, give them the feedback. We're using this. We're talking about this. This information was vital. Um, you know, and then on a whole nother level, you know, I saw some really good sales directors in my career that um, maybe had their tenure cut short a um, little faster than I would have liked because as a as a executive team, we didn't position them. We didn't we didn't support them in the right ways that helped them and put them in a, in a position for success. Um, and so my very first thing, whenever I was going to a, a, a region or take over a, 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 a division, was let's make sure we erase all the variables, right? Let's make sure if this is a sales issue, then let's isolate that for sure. And the, the best way I could do that was make sure I had updated comp analysis on my region. And I wanted to ensure that we were not massively out you know, um, you know, our pricing wasn't massively out of, um, you know, out of, um, you know, um, where it should be, you know, and so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you know, we can be higher or lower, it doesn't matter, but we've had, I had situations we were 30 40 percent higher and we needed right. to do twice the volume we needed to do. Well, was that fair to put my sales director in that type of position? So that's that's kind of where my passion lies it lies really like trying to defend you know those great sales directors that are in the field and put them in a position of success um and then so that was the the key and then later on it became how do we stop firefighting in our business Mm -hmm. Um, right um we're always always focused on you know pricing or or the uh you know the the fire in our community in our uh, portfolio so trying to figure out um okay i'm going to spend you know, three, three days a week at this particular community that's, you know, tanking in occupancy. Um, Meanwhile, um, meanwhile, we have another community that's doing well, but there are things starting to fall apart at that. And so you just spend your whole day, sometimes week by week, just firefighting. Some of those firefights could have been um, prevented uh, by some strategic pricing earlier on in the year. And so a better Kind of uh outlook on the the competition we could have had a proactive approach and not spend our whole year therefore our whole career firefighting a mm-hmm. uh, situation so oh
0: yes the um, the this
1: airport. is a major major I, and i find many times uh you know knowing your competition understanding the pricing in each market um you know it it can be crucial between um you know your you know, between success and failure in this business
0: no, you make a lot of great points, Alex, and that a sacrifice. It happens to all of us sacrificing the important, right? For the, for the sake of the urgent and urgent, important is of course critical, but oftentimes it's urgent and it feels important, but is it to sacrifice the important when, so you mentioned a lot of things I, that, that I'd like to kind of drill down on, but. The time that, you know, as a CSO, BPS sales, regional, the time spent collecting this and 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 Excel spreadsheets and, and then who's got, you know, the monkey, like who's got it over here and hot potato and which one is the most recent. <laughs> um, that was it, it, like almost, it felt almost like a full-time job, right? And yes. <laughs> if this is the competitive set is very often what, Owners, investors want to see almost weekly on review calls what's a competition doing. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of things: uh, pricing, of course, is critical. But what else, in addition to price, and of course, there's many factors there. But what else is important in re- in regard to knowing your competition? Like what you know, what other information should we really know?
1: I think you know. I I mean obviously um you know price points usually where people start in, in doing that I think you know it's so important to understand you know what you know really what your I mean I, your differentiators are now, not only that you know your competition um but that you know how your particular um community differentiates itself in that particular market which I think is one of the challenges with you know, with uh, our comp analysis and our pricing in our industry, just because we are multi-site, right? Your, your, your strength as an organization, you know, may not. You know, I, I use an I use an example like you may have this wonderful, you know, patented, uh, you know, copyrighted memory care program that you feel like, hey, this is this is our strength as a company. Well. That may be your strength in, you know, one market, you know, in I uh, think of one of my Mark Mountain Home, Arkansas, right? That might be the, the very best program. That's what you lead with. But if you take that same program and you put it in Scottsdale, Arizona, it may not be a differentiator. You might have to find something else. So each one of your communities has to identify what are my what is my position specifically in 55 different markets, you know, let's call it. And so th- that's a challenge, but I believe that's the most important thing that you can do because that drives your marketing, your sales, and your pricing as well.
0: No, it's a great point. The second thing is collecting all this data. You mentioned, you know, your experience, you know mine at the community level has been many years ago. We were also required. Or I've been required you to have once a quarter, sit down with your peers, you're getting the information. And, mm-hmm. and we all know a lot of this information is, is uh, there's a lot of great providers there that will do comp shops and, and things like that. And not just the rates, but also the concessions or incentives or specials and, and all of those uh, areas of, of importance. But what, um, I mean, gosh, what's the best way to go about in your opinion and collecting the data and, and, and and storing it
1: yeah I think I I think you know early on in the early days you know obviously we would and and you you were definitely not allowed to do that nowadays but you would literally just go around and collect it you call your friends you know and (laughs) they you know that work at the other communities and yeah I was usually a very good networker and and so everyone said yeah come on over I'll give you mine you give me yours and and so forth and um, and I think you know. And, and again, some of that information, obviously, depending on how close <laughs> you were to them, would be at complete. Would be accurate. Some would be inaccurate. Uh, my opinion is I think the best way to collect it is to use you know. So like I said, there's a lot of great companies um, that do the mystery shops. I like that approach. Uh, like the because they're getting it from at least we feel like they're getting it from, this is what they're telling the customer, right? Um, This is, if they're mystery shopping, they're gonna hear the incentives, they're gonna hear the sales approach and things like that. And especially some of the organizations where you can hear the call, you can kind of hear their sales pitch. Uh, you know, against yours, and then you're actually getting, I feel like you're getting more reliable data when you're using a third party. So the second reason is is because of the selling zone. And Julie, I mean, this is one thing that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours as far as, you know, in, in everything, but the content you share is like, just the sales basics and being able to you know, really focus in on the families. And when you're doing this comp analysis, that's not necessarily the skill set of the sales director mm. to do a thorough comp analysis. They they'll be able to, you know, get you pricing and, and maybe some basic information, but it's not their expertise. And it takes them out of the selling zone. You know. You point. And I I I just that's why I'm a big fan of you know working with the third party to get that and doing the mystery shop format. Um and um you know, there's other ways that people get, you know. I mean, people rely on other organizations, but I won't say the organization, but where it's more voluntarily given. That data is given yeah. through a survey, and I think that that has to be taken with a grain of salt. It's like because they're voluntarily given, we don't know is that occupancy actually true, is that um, is that incentive or the or the rate that they're giving voluntarily actually true. But by hearing, you know, by getting it from Mystery Shop, companies, they're getting it from a perspective of what the customer was hearing, which is really the data that we need.
0: Well, um, there are, like you said, there, there are a, a lot of great uh, organizations across the country that provide mystery shops. We'll, we'll add uh, you know, a couple of shout outs uh, to the podcast when we are promoting it. We do, Grow Your Occupancy does, does a bit of it, uh, Primo Solutions, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Miller, Senior Resource. Consulting yes. they come to mind and others will come to mind if, if anyone out there uh, listening would like to uh, get some mystery shops or, or just some more information about how to implement them or who to use, um, who to recommend. Please you know reach out. What advice, Alex, would you give a company looking to enhance this area of their business, knowing their competitive set pricing? where they fall how to stay competitive
1: yeah i think uh you know the most i think the most important area to kind of enhance this is, I think, I didn't mention this earlier, but I, I believe what we're doing, first of all, have a mystery shop partner, like the ones that you just uh, mentioned, definitely believe that's absolutely key. I mean, you're gonna need that partner for those on the fly type shops, but my recommendation is to have a, you know, is to first, uh, the first part is like having really good process of gathering the data, right? So there's different processes here that we've kind of analyzed. Like we have our processes of data collection, and our partners with that and then we talk about how do we you know store that data how do we and how do we then analyze that data in a way that's going to create actionable intelligence and so in my mind this is the way i i think about this and so your first step is you know really understanding okay who's my shop partner right you got to have that partner that partner that you know um you've set up and that you can call on the fly basis which happens right we heard they're doing a you know right thousand dollars off a month and can you call them real quick and and your partner um will be able to to help you on the fly um but but as a base i recommend having all of the community all of your community shopped on a regular cadence i would prefer it be quarterly because especially coming up here in 2023 and a lot of people know this there has been a huge shakeup in pricing in
0: 2023
1: with, you know, and and everyone has started to see this. We've started to see it, seen it already. I heard the, I, we saw it. We're starting to see it at the end of the year. We're seeing 10, 15% increases, you know, um, in certain portfolios. So you're relying on a shop that was even six months ago. You're going to be way off, you know, you're potentially way off, you know, um, and, And I think what's going to happen is you're going to see organizations kind of shifting and adjusting more regularly than we normally seen it. You know, before years ago, you'd set the price at the beginning of the year. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then you got to write it out. Um, Right. And if you're with, you know, maybe if you have a certain, uh, you know, uh, financial structure, you have to you couldn't change the price, but you could you could, um, you know, you'd have to do a pretty fancy uh, concession uh, throughout the year. So I think we're gonna see a lot of that, especially this year. So quarterly shops you know, for your whole portfolio. And the reason I say whole portfolio, because I see too many companies, they do the shops just for their, oh, we're gonna do the shops just for our, our low occupancy communities, huh. our concerning communities. The problem with that is that's what's contributing to firef- what I call the firefighting, right? You're focused in on until you fix it, then you fix it. And then what happens? The one that was community that was stabilized is now because that that doesn't happen overnight. When a community, and and you you know this better than I, when a community starts to slip in occupancy, a lot of that did not happen overnight. There were leading indicators there in the market or in the organization or in the community level that could have told you that those things are starting to slip. And so the firefighting will never end if we keep, you know, it's just going to be this never ending loop. And so if I can see, if I can see that, Hey, look, I'm looking at my whole, across my whole portfolio at once, then I can start seeing where things are kind of out of shape. And um, I, I use an example of, I had a CCRC in Santa Rosa, you know, California. Um, This was uh, years ago. And um, I had, California was my, my region. And, I was so focused on these three buildings down in Southern California, and they took all of my time because the investors wanted to know. Like you said, investors are calling me for reports weekly. I mean, I was, was you know, exhausted just for those communities. I had to remind myself, hey, I need to go and visit Santa Rosa and give them a pat on the back. Right, the job, right. the great job. But what I noticed when I took over the portfolios, I knew that they were 40% above the market. I just, I knew it, but we weren't going to change the rate. I mean, they were hundred percent occupied, the, you know, highest margin uh, community in our, I think in the company, one of the top five in the company, but slowly things were shifting in the market. Um, and one of them was a new competitor came into play, mm-hmm. uh, a brand new development, as well as a acquisition of a current development that wasn't really a player, but it was a complete renovation. And now they became a player. And then we started to see um, the attrition rate at the community start to double, even triple. So we were losing residents um, by three or four times the amount we were used to. So the community was, um, you know, they could, they would have to do three move-ins a month. At 40% above market, that's okay, fine, we could do it. But next thing you know, we had to replace six move-ins a month.
0: Right, right.
1: Eight and then 12.
0: Right, right.
1: And we weren't able to react quick enough because we weren't being proactive. In, in this case, right. I was not being proactive. So, you know, this is a story of a failure where, but it, it, it's a pain point that constantly reminds me of if I was paying equal attention to that community, I could have made smaller adjustments um, in order to save the occupancy at the community. Because at the end of the day, we ended up going all the way down to sixty percent, and then, you know, abs- you know, like drastically having to incentivize. Versus if we would have made the smaller shifts early, we would have we wouldn't have had to do that. Um, and so that's an example right. of why you should be looking across your whole yeah. of all times. The, o- the other reason is. You could be you could be leaving revenue on the table at communities where you are having success. So the community is one hundred percent. That means you have a lot of demand for your product. And so, are you truly? And, and we're not saying that we you know oh we're gouging we're trying to gouge uh, people in the market. But if you're a premier product in the market and you could get five hundred dollars more on a community fee or three percent more on a studio rate, I think I think you you know you you've earned that in that market you know, so yeah. Yeah. Um, good and, point. Yeah. So anyway, that, that would say with the most, that would be the most important. I, I'd follow that with yeah. having a synergistic comp Intel process. So it, who's involved in your process? Is it just your sales team? Is it does it go from sales director to regional sector, just to sales, or is, is the team involved? Is the community, are the community teams all aligned with the regional teams or the corporate teams on what our differentiators are? Um, and I know that's hard to do because everyone's so hard in their own lane, you know, their own lane, if you will, um, trying to do their jobs, but to be able to get together and align, hey, hey guys, maintenance director, you know, cl- clinical team, um, even house, you know, housekeeping, um, um, sales, operations, what's our, what's our differentiator here? What's our strength? What can we get better on? Um, and have alignment throughout. And it, one of the key things I learned in the pricing uh, education and the pricing society was um, it's one of the biggest things missing in many organizations to really achieve the highest price point, which is the disalignment between, um, you know, either either from uh, uh, the levels in the company, so from vice president to regional to, to uh, community teams, or cross-functional teams, not understanding what the value proposition is of that community. Um, and a prime example of this is, you know, I went to a community, uh, several communities and asked this question and I challenge people on this podcast to do this, go to, into your executive director's office, close the door and just ask, what's your value proposition here? Yeah, what is the strength of this community?" And then go to I your agree. sales director yeah. and do the same and see if they match. Right. And and I'm just curious what the good feedback. Was. In my position in, in my experience yeah. it it there may be some things but for the most part I found they were not aligned
0: no no right right you know,
1: so so that I would say that would be a good challenge to see where you stand as far as your differentiators and your alignment
0: no, no good excellent <laughs> excellent and we are just uh Uh, coming to the end of our time but one of the things that I'd love to do part two because some of the things that you're talking about when you know dynamic rates and and we sort the I remember doing a a talk at a conference about dynamic rates and even uh, well transparency of rates and it was about eight years ago and I was people were walking out they were not happy with that at all and you know we're we're getting, you know now of course, with transparency rates, and we are uh, you know an industry that will be leaning in more on the dynamic rate, however, that works, right? However, it's uh, like you said, it's not the set it and forget it January first and and through. And there's a lot of moving pieces and parts that that go into all of this. Your uh, pricing assistant, And we won't talk, you know, in depth about if anyone, you know, listening would like to learn more, please reach out to Alex. But uh, when I, when, you know, you, you showed me and and allowed me to, you know, play around in it. What I like about it is we're, we're moving away from the spreadsheets. It's in real time, (laughs) you know, you get your data in there and there's so much information. I just, when I look at it, I think, oh my goodness, the owners or investors, operators, you know, taking a look at this and then you can just, pretty much you know update it it's all in real time and so it's it's of course it's the rate right and what does it what it affects the rate you know why is the rate what it is and why are you the price leader? Should you be the price leader you know and, right. and really looking at the like you said the complete data from a holistic standpoint not like well we got to do 10% increase and then in we got to be we're, we're the highest price and that's you know because we're the best. are you the best? Right. <laughs> is it is that real? Are we demonstrating that? And like you said, what might be the best in Scottsdale, Arizona, might not be, you know, in uh, Midland, Michigan. I, you know, they make a lot of really, really great points. Um, so, Alex, it's tw- early twenty twenty three. What what's on your uh, plan, uh, personally and professionally for this year?
1: Well, I'd say, uh, uh, per, you know, per, per, personally, uh, I have a uh, a drive to start you know, head being the head coach of my son's fly football team. So I'm really excited about that. I've never had the goal. I've kind of sat in the back, but that's the <laughs> goal this year. I'm going to, he's been, he's been begging me to do it. And, uh, it's been, a. you know, I was, you know, a, in sports and the captain of my baseball team in high school and be nice to get out there in the field again, smell the grass and, uh, lead my son. So, uh, that's a goal of mine. Well, you know, but I've been very timid about it, but, um, uh, but yeah, that would be a personal goal for sure. I uh, love
0: that. How old is your son?
1: Uh, eight years old. Eight
0: yeah. years old. Okay. Well, uh, I say I say jump right into that one <laughs> and bring your bring your camera along. We'll, we'll take some.
1: Yeah, uh, I will Yeah, he, and uh, if we don't win, I'll be kicked off the team. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Then probably, you know, professionally, so exciting. We're so excited about um, what uh, you know what we're we're going to be unveiling here this year at Further because. Um, you know, and, and I'm so—I just feel so um, so blessed because you know, further and the team there believed in this early on. It was something I was kind of building on my own at night, and uh, to be able to have the backing of this team has been amazing. So we're going to be unveiling some really cool features in the in the new in the next couple months, Julie, which I'm excited to share with you here shortly. Brand new design, um, some additional features. Again, everything we're building is about making this easier and and more efficient for our for our teams uh for our sales teams you know in the field keeping them in the selling zone keeping the regional team in the regional selling zone and keeping the corporate team focused on people and 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 processes and so everything we're doing is to uh, create efficiencies in this competitive intelligence process and so i'm really excited for that and and excited to partner you know, partner more with you julie and some of our other partners in the industry um this is going to be an amazing year i feel really really excited about 2023 you know uh for for us uh in in what we do and 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 with this pricing assistant as well well
0: that's awesome i am again very grateful for uh, you jumping on our Happy New Year podcast Alex and I'm excited also for 2023 for all the reasons you mentioned and more and uh, the, the feeling uh, in the buzz it feels great uh it meaning the energy around uh, our our business and our determination a collective determination to keep pushing the Boulder uphill you know or just at least holding it steady so it doesn't roll yeah. back and uh you know roll back over us which is which is a win many many a day absolutely so again Alex Smith uh from further and his pricing assistant if someone wanted some information or or meet you or talk to you how would they get a hold of you Alex you, could,
1: you know reach out to me I, I, I we have our uh website uh pricing assistant that talk further um dot uh, talk further.com and then also i'm on linkedin you know usually i'm commenting right beside uh, julie so you could reach out to me directly as well uh, you can you can email me to it alex simply alex at talk further um it's probably Perfect. the quickest way but uh, i i look forward to talking to uh, people more about this but it's been a pleasure to be on this podcast my very first one ever and i'm glad i was with you and talking about this subject so That's this is amazing great. That's
0: great. Well, you were awesome. You are awesome, Alex. You're a wealth of information. I appreciate it. Uh, Julie Podowitz at growyouroccupancy.com. If you have need for any and everything sales marketing related, uh, including mystery shops, uh, we are certainly here to steer you in the right direction, whether it's with us or another phenomenal senior living professional uh, who will uh, deliver fantastic service to you. Thanks again, Alex.
1: All right, thank you. Bye.
0: Bye.